0: And listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford and today I'm here with a lady called Sarah Sanderson. Who is Sarah Sanderson? Sarah Sanderson is a woman that I've really only got to know over the last year or two, if it isn't even as long as that. A woman who is a stunning, a stunning woman in the sense that she is very beautiful inside and out. A woman who has travelled her journey and is learning about an understanding that now makes sense of that journey. She's a mum to two wild twins. I love seeing the pictures on Facebook. And I'm like, how the hell does she retain her sanity? Um, I had three, but I did them one at a time. And she's married and settled, living in England. So I don't know why I'm interviewing her as a Scottish person, but you know, he got to make these relations somewhere. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, Jackie! Thank you for inviting me. And uh, the first thing, though, is my name's actually Sarah. And I'm you're. I think it tends tend to be a Scottish thing and an American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people say Sarah, but it's Sarah. It's uh, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I probably didn't call you through the podcast. <laughs> forgive me. Um, can you, Can you explain who you are to people? You know your job, what you do.
1: Sure. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm certainly more than just my name. <laughs> what I? Who am I? I like you say. I'm a mum. I have that role which I adore. To twins who are three and a half, and other than other than that, that's kind of like a clear clear role. But other than that, I'm. I don't really feel like I have a particular. Thing to say around what I do. All I know is I love my own inquiry into what and who I am and what it, where my experience comes from, and I adore sharing that. So, someone asked me, you know, what 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 would you love to do? This is when I was on maternity leave um, with the twins. What would you love to do? And I said, I just want to have conversations transformational conversations with people that's all I want to do and then I came across this understanding and realized that I can have conversations that is exactly what I can I can do and and that's what I've been enjoying ever since
0: <laughs> mm, it's lovely um, isn't it Just yeah to it, little it, into yeah. something that you feel comfortable doing
1: yeah it's really simple um, and I know before I, I think that question of you know who am I, what are you do, you know what do I do? I used to think I had to, there had to be an answer, I had to strive for something, I had to achieve things, mm. and all of that has fallen away. And I just see that, it's less than I've
0: ever imagined. Mm. What's your background, Sarah? Sarah. My back. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah.
1: okay call me Sarah it's fine you don't know because
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm so stupid I'll just keep calling you Sarah anyway
1: my mum my has even called me Sarah at times so oh, that's no. it it's all good um, my background is well, I left school at 16 mm-hmm. and because I really didn't like school I didn't and I thought the, the real world would be so much so much better than school and then I got my first job and realise, oh, it's just the same as school, <laughs> but now I might be doing this until I'm sixty-five. <laughs> so that was a bit of an eye-opener. Um, so then I left, I left work to go to university because all my friends were having a lot of. That's what. That's how my career started. So it was it was housing, and helping people with. Um, yeah, just finding accommodation and then just um, working through the benefits system and all, all of that kind of thing. I, I quickly, quickly moved into tenant participation to helping communities to, to uh, have access to the services and then into economic regeneration and then into business support and helping people explore entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, so again sort of, we're well, working in what was termed at the time deprived communities um, and, and yeah helping people to explore different options and opportunities that um, mm-hmm. they might might not ordinarily have thought was possible for themselves so that was really exciting um, and then I, I realised that I loved coaching that's what I sort of realised there's a whole industry called coaching and that's what I've continued to to stay in. I had a three years with Arts Council England, mm-hmm. working with artists, um, and then branched out on my own. It's yeah.
0: beautiful, isn't it? it? It is like I always think that if you really want to know how life works, go and work in these disadvantaged communities. Go and learn about who you are and how. How blessed you are to have what you have in life, because I've worked in a lot of disadvantaged communities over the years, and, and one in particular. I remember when I was a midwife, and I've never met people as kind as loving, and you know, and I know that's a huge sweeping generalization, <clears throat> but they would have given you the coat off their back to make sure you were okay, versus what I see, you know, in other parts of society. So. So learning to work with people from all walks of life shows you who people really are. People reveal themselves to you and it helps you not have these judgments that you can often have.
1: Yes, yeah, it ter- certainly does. And also to recognize that the judgment might still arise, the thought might still arise because of our sort of social conditioning and things like that. But then we don't get caught up in believing it to be true. Um, mm. you, can, you really get to, to see, um, yeah, you know, the, lab, the labels can fall away. And, mm. and what's left is just this, this beautiful connection, this conversation with somebody. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's lovely. And twins, oh my goodness. How did that go? <laughs>
1: I've always wanted twins ever since reading uh, Sweet Valley High books with, with Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. So I was around 12 years old when I was reading those books. And I just thought how amazing to be a twin and have somebody that's always got your back. You're never alone. Um, I, just, I just thought that was incredible. Uh, and, I, and I just had this sense that, yeah, one day I'll have, t- if I'm going to have children, I'll have twins. <laughs>
0: so so you knew that you knew like a really deep knowing that you were going to have twins
1: yeah I didn't know when obviously um and it was I was 38 when I had them Uh but yeah
0: twins twins in your family or
1: there are but not in a kind of direct direct line so no no um but yeah I so at one point I thought well, maybe it'll be my uh, my sister-in-law will have twins so I just knew that twins were going to be part of my my sort of immediate circle
0: Mm. Um, i'd I'd love to talk about that that Mm. deep 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 knowing the fact that you know something but you don't know why you know have have you seen that time and time again in your life
1: definitely i mean that that's probably the the twins thing was probably the strongest Mm. knowing but then i've also had i had a knowing about being part of a global network for women Mm-hmm. and that that knowing was that sort of started in 2014 and also oh, what else is there There's, there have been some there have been some other some other things as well where it's just yeah it, it is just this something else going on it's not just a nice idea it's mm-hmm. it's it's deeper than that but i can't really describe it but um but yeah it's deeper than that but the but i've also recognized not to concern myself with ex- what the finer details are or the how. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, who knows what it's going to look like. But I get a, a flavour, a feeling for what it, will, what it will be.
0: Yeah. So what got you from that point then of having that deep feeling, really knowing that's the direction you're going to go in, but not bothering about the fine details? Is there a story there or something you can give as an example of?
1: i suppose at the time if i if i take the example of the the global network at the time i was caught up in lots of stories that um that i i can't i can't do it um i i need somebody else to do it with and yeah all of that kind of thing um but then when i came across this understanding I realized that all of those stories that I put around it were made up and the actual knowing was just, was the key part Mm. and and I didn't have to attach anything else to it. I didn't have to attach a particular outcome, what it's going to, like I said, what it's going to look like or a timeline even Um, and how it's Evolved because now I, I am in the process of, well, it's, it started. I have launched a global network uh, for women and it pretty, it looks very similar to, to what I saw and felt in 2014. Mm. But I just, yeah, since look, since this understanding, I've just realized that expectations are almost like the, um, they stifle creativity that sort of creative flow when you've got a set expectation on something and it's got to look a certain way then you miss mm-hmm. the infinite possibilities that that are there yeah uh, because you've got kind of got your blinkers on and it you know you're looking for you're looking for something so precise when really life life's not I mean if you think about it when has when has something worked out exactly as you planned it to be
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) you know it it rarely it rarely happens like that
0: (laughs) I've never been a great planner (laughs) (laughs) I've always lived life by the seat of my pants and given myself a hard time about it well
1: ah that's the thing isn't it it's Mm -hmm. that's what I used to do I wasn't Mm -hmm. I didn't have kind of Rigid plans, but then I'd see that as well. That's why you, that's why um, you're not achieving this, that, mm. and the other, and um, because I'd think that well, why hasn't this global network started? You know, because 2014 to 2018—that's four four years. Mm. But actually, but that's still a well. What's that? That's, that's nothing, I, is it? But
0: <laughs> no, I know, and, and I love what you're talking about—a global network—because. About four years ago I started, I had the same idea, a global network for women has always been in my mind and I talked myself out of it time and time again. And then I went down um, a path and I did some work with Amy Johnson, Dr. Amy Johnson, and we did One Global. and I think, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't go the way that I saw it going. And so I stepped away from it for about a year, two years. And as you were saying, that expectation, because I had no expectation of it, there was such richness in it going, not the way that you know I could ever have imagined it. And taking that time out has just given me this, this renewed purpose. You know, that there's been a richness in the downtime. There's been a richness in in things not working out the way that I had hoped. And there was a richness in knowing that that I wasn't to do this with anyone else, I was to do it by myself, but have other people collaborating. It's kind of like, I am one woman dot global. But so is every other woman. Lovely, yeah. You know? And so next February, at the beginning of February, and I'd love you to be a speaker, actually, you and Nicola to come on and speak and be speakers for me. There's going to be the first three principles online conference for women by women. Oh, Jackie. Yes, my love. And we're going to start with that and then build, build that up from there. And there's women from all over the world speaking because there are beautiful, beautiful female teachers. And, and I just want them to be heard in all their richness.
1: Wow, that just sounds phenomenal. And how exciting that that's happening and what Nicola and I do is happening and it's almost like sometimes things kind of I don't know if if alignment's the right word but isn't it interesting though that things come together
0: absolutely and 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 there's for me I love seeing other women doing things that I'm doing but they're doing it in their way there's no need to be jealous there's no need to be afraid there's just this incredible opportunity to collaborate and lift one another up and say, look, look what my friends are doing, you know, and, and, and you guys will have your own demographic. You will have, you know, y- your own unique way of, of sharing whatever you're going to share and the way you're going to do it. And that's why I'd love you to be speakers on this conference because there's a, a beautiful platform for you guys to say, well, look, this is what we are doing. Yeah, wonderful. Mm. We'll, def- we'll definitely be there. Oh, I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that, that's, you know, I haven't always been this way. I grew up in between two brothers. Um, And, you know, when you're in the middle kid, you tend to be a wee bit competitive, you know. And then I went and worked after I'd done my nursing, I went and worked in sales, a highly competitive environment. But I didn't think I was competitive. I just thought that was how I thought everybody was like me, you know, like to win. I mean, I remember (laughs) there was a... Uh, a special bonus scheme on at one of the companies that I worked at and it was, it was huge money, I mean big, big, big money. Um, and I was in labour with my third child in the middle of a cath lab which is like a theatre a, a teaching the consultant how to use a special piece of equipment for heart disease, patient on the table. I'm contracting but I thought if he just uses another couple of stents I'll hit the big money. <laughs> He was more worried about me than I was. I just thought well if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. (laughs) And and I hit that and then I thought right it's time for me to go on maternity leave now because I think I was about 39 weeks. But that being competitive again lowers your mental bandwidth because you're not able to see how things merge and work together, how people can merge and work together. And that's something that, you know, has been wonderful for me to see over the last couple of years, how my competitive thoughts have actually not allowed relationships to develop with other people who are doing a similar thing um, and have limited my capability as well. So I love this space that I'm in
1: yeah that's gorgeous and and that's something I definitely noticed when I came across this understanding through the three principles community i wasn't i suppose you could say well part of it's because i was I was seeing more and i wasn't seeing things as as um, i wasn't comparing myself to other people, so you could say that, that that had fallen away, but I also saw that there was just so much openness and warmth from everybody that uh, I happen to speak to and I reached out to a few I just had the idea to start hosting some webinars um I don't think we never actually no, we never webinar, but, I, but I know but you said but you said yes So I basically mm-hmm. sent out lots of emails well not well a few emails to people whose blogs I enjoyed reading and mm-hmm. I just, well, that's the place to start who do I, who do I actually listen to and enjoy listening to So I sent an email to those people and they all said yes. So, and I started sort of co-hosting these webinars and then they started off as interviews and then I felt, well, let's actually open them up to have more people on the call. Then I also realized I had kind of like one of those, oh my goodness moments because I'd pre, you know, when I I said on my maternity leave, I want to have transformational conversations. And I also had added around the world. Mm. And what I realized was I was having these webinars and people on the calls and these the, the co-hosts were from different countries. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm actually living what I said I wanted yeah. to do. Oh, it was just like,
0: oh, how amazing is that? <laughs> it's totally mind-blowing, totally. Because I was the same years and years ago, I thought I want to work globally. And You know, I just want to work globally. And it's the same thing that this there is such such warmth and love, as you said, you know, in in people who know where their experience is coming from. You know, and we keep talking, you know, in this podcast about this understanding or the principles. And, you know, if you want to know more about that, you know, you'll find something on my website and I might even be cheeky and ask <laughs> Sarah, do what are the three principles, Sarah? But I'm not going to love because if you're curious go have a wee look on the internet go and see who's talking who's doing what have a read at my blogs have a read at other people's blogs because you'll start to find out who the people are that resonate with you you know and, and that's another thing that I've loved about you know sort of the, the people in this community is that we all know that we're not everybody's teacher yes yeah, yeah definitely yeah so, you said, um, Sarah, that, and I hope you notice I'm getting your name right. Um, Gold <laughs> star. Not that I need approval or anything. Um, you said that, you know, that, that visual working with visual artists is something that's important to you. You've obviously seen something around that that you feel would be beneficial for visual artists. So, can you tell me a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I've always been around people using creativity to create something, whether it be music, whether it be a painting, whether it be writing, whatever it might be, but sort of, expressing the, the creativity that we all are into some, you know, sort of transmuting it into something. Mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated by that and just the, the beauty in it and the whole pro the creative process just fascinates me. But I've also always, I've, I've never felt called cool to, to be an artist of any kind myself. I've, I've just noticed that I enjoy being in a supportive role an encouraging role of mm-hmm. that process. And I think that's what drew me to to apply to work at the Arts Council. And what I noticed when I was working at the Arts Council is so many stories that artists had about what they're capable of, um, comparing themselves with other people, and um, just all the all these different obstacles in their way to mm. being successful. So, oh, I can't, I you know, nobody buys art, or I, I can't um, I can't be an artist I've got to go and get a, a, you know a proper job all of that type of thing and I could see as an observer but a, a lot of the things that they were saying weren't actually true mm. they clearly that was their experience so it was real to them that is what they were seeing that's what they were experiencing but as an observer I could see well that obstacle isn't isn't really a, <laughs> isn't really an obstacle because it'd have to be an obstacle for everybody then you know there's mm. there was nothing um, inher- you know nothing special about them <laughs> in, in, in that sense you know what I mean <laughs> you know so I just I just felt that there's there's a, a missing piece here with what was being offered to artists because that that piece around them really seeing mm-hmm. the, the stories that they were were making up um, that were in effect holding them back from showing up and doing more more of what they love mm-hmm. I was like oh surely there's a way of 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 offering something there must be something but again so th- that was in 2013 so I left the arts council with this idea to run a course for for artists mm-hmm. but it just didn't happen the the person I was going to collaborate with it that it didn't happen and I talked myself out of it, a bit like you with uh, the with the the, the global (laughs) the global network. At that time, I completely talked myself out of it. And then out of the blue, so obviously I came across this understanding that we're speaking about and realized that's the missing piece. I now I now kind of have the um something to, to share, um, very clearly something to share. And then out of the blue, a company contacted me on LinkedIn a company that supplies um, over 3000 products for visual artists and they wanted to branch out and start offering services. And one of the services they wanted to offer was coaching. So they just, like I said, contacted me out of the blue and said, Oh, oh, we'd like you to head up our coaching arm of our, of our company. We'd like to go international with it if that, if that's okay.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that course um for visual artists that I wanted to do back in 2013 but didn't know the finer details just knew I wanted to kind of address Mm -hmm. these these stories and and the things that people felt were holding them back I'm now getting to do it
0: it's beautiful isn't it that's just tremendous and the more that you talk about that with people in the field that you've chosen to work in the more that you're going to see so the more you're able to share
1: yes oh yes
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah because that was one of the one of the stories i had was well i'm not an artist myself therefore mm-hmm. you know who's going to listen to me have i got enough enough to offer all all of that kind of thing um but yes i'm excited about the what i will learn what i will get to mm-hmm. see and yeah the, the the courses and what whatever this turns into will just build and build and build it, yeah
0: yeah, I'm excited. No, it's lovely. But you're, you're married to an artist, are you not, as well? A musician, yes. A musician. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I get to see firsthand the stories.
0: <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Is he learning along with you? Is he starting to see anything?
1: Once I stop trying to fix him, because that's another <laughs> thing, that's another thing that uh, you see a lot clear, more clearly Mm. this understanding that uh, you know we don't need to to change ourselves or fix ourselves uh, and we certainly don't have to try and change our our partner although we might want to <laughs> <laughs> <Then> again <laughs> yeah but yes when i when i stop trying to fix him that's when i noticed that he was noticing things for himself and we and we can only ever notice things for ourselves anyway mm. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what I what I said to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still going to be what he hears and, and the insights that he that he has. Uh, when I first came across this understanding, he said I sounded like a crazy person, and I probably did.
0: I pro- <laughs> and you know, people listening to this podcast, if they don't know what you know the principles are, etc., they're going to think they're waffling. They're just you know, like, yeah, just waffling, and that's. You know, listen, and and if you hear a deeper truth, you hear something that's resonating with you, that you know that feels real, then then keep searching, but 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 search in a in a way that's that's calm and loving rather than frantically thinking that you're missing out on something, because I mean I I was like sorry, I tried to teach my daughters and it just went completely tits up. you know? <laughs> right, My daughters are, are like their mother; they're a wee bit sassy, you know, and it just. You know the cheek that I go back from I just thought nah, I'm not going to bother, and so I lived this and I lived I lived what I knew about where my experience was coming from, and it could only ever come from thought in the moment, me adding my, my wonderful awareness to it and, and, and bringing it to life and and it's not always thinking about that it's it's just knowing where your experience is coming from and it's always coming from upstream it's never ever ever coming from anything in front of you or anybody else and there's a freedom in that isn't there knowing that ultimately we're responsible for ourselves and I wish they would teach this to kids in schools I really 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 do you know mindfulness yes it's going in the right direction about teaching people but I wish that if we taught them exactly where their experience was coming from, that there would be no doing. They would only be seeing.
1: Yes, yeah, and that—that's the huge difference that um, that I've experienced. Is and that, and to be honest, that difference from from doing to seeing mm-hmm. has freed up so much capacity to actually develop my business and all of these fun projects. Because before, I was spending a lot of time trying to fix, solve, figure out mm. what. What this, you know, why am I thinking this? Why do I feel this way? I've got to try and change it. I've got to learn a strategy to improve myself. That took up a lot of time. It does. (laughs) And and when when I realized that I didn't need to concern myself with any of that, because whatever I'm experiencing is okay. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling nervous, that's okay. If I'm feeling anxious about something I don't need to try and change that it's an experience and I don't have to resist deny turn away from hide from any of any experience I'm having Mm. once I saw that oh my goodness freed up so much time so just enjoy life
0: (laughs) yep yep I mean I had had a conversation with Elsie Spittle last night as well and that's what we were talking about you know if, if that was the one thing that people could learn you know, not to be afraid of the experience that they're having and just to see it as an experience and it's an educational thing. It's neither good nor is it bad. It's just an educational thing to teach us something.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't I don't even know if it's teaching me anything actually, because it's it feels like a bit like it's for my entertainment, the same way I would go to a movie. You know, mm. I I go to a movie to have certain emotions and feelings, you know, I, I love the true story films where I know I'm going to cry, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know I'm going to get swept away and cry my eyes out. I, you know, I pay money to go and have that experience. Mm-hmm. So why turn away from it in in life, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't go to a movie to be to learn something, to be taught something. I just enjoy the different, the varied experiences. And, I, and, I, and I'm loving the fact that I can just enjoy the rich tap, tapestry of experience uh, every day. So speaking about the, the course for artists, so the, the night before the first webinar for that course, I was, yeah, the, the insecurity was rampaging. <laughs> lots of thoughts around you're not going to be useful enough um what about if your mind goes blank what about if you don't you know you've not prepared enough you've not done this that and the other um you know sweaty palms you know the the physiological effects of that insecurity being Mm -hmm. felt But I didn't resist it. I didn't turn away from it. It was just like, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. I still know I'm going to go ahead with the call, you know. Whereas before I might have felt that it was telling me something. It was telling me not to do the call, Mm. not to do, you know, not to pursue something. Whereas I just went with the experience. And as soon as the call started, that insecurity, all of that experience just dissolved back to wherever it came and uh and then there was like an experience of excitement and and wonder of getting mm-hmm. to 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 hear and learn from these wonderful artists on the course so yeah yeah so whether it's teaching me something or not I just I'm just seeing more and more that I can just experience it for what it is
0: yeah yeah no I I I, <clears throat> I see I see what you're saying there I love that life teaches us but we don't know we're being taught anything yeah. i i really really do you know look, you might meet someone that this morning i went for coffee with um the people that we bought the house from you know they've just moved further down into the village that we moved to from edinburgh and i just had this wonderful conversation this woman was about 20 years older than me and we just settled into this beautiful space of Talking about our families and talking about life and laughing and and I learned I learned about her, but could I tell you what I learned? No, I don't know really. But I felt I felt her as another human being. That sounds terrible. I felt another human. Being. <laughs> i was such a kinky Steady bear. on. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? I've got to get banned from iTunes somehow. Um, <laughs> What I mean was, I, I, you know, I felt her essence. Um, I'm blushing. <laughs> I felt her <laughs> of, of of who she was, you know, and and the, the, the space where she was energetically vibrating from, you know, as another soul, and it, and it was just beautiful. And I know we'll do that again. You know, because there was there was just nothing on it. And I love that space of there's, there's nothing, I don't want anything from you, you don't want anything from me. And you just settle into this lovely space of of being in each other's company. You know, and, and you know from your coaching practice, people who share this understanding, like like Sarah and I, that's the space we take our clients to, that beautiful space of a quiet mind where there is no no judgment, there's no thoughts. It's just we're listening. We're listening to what you're not saying as much as we're listening to what you are saying because the content is interesting. But what's more important to us is being able to show you where your misunderstandings are about how you're creating your moment-to-moment experience of life. That's what interests us. That's where the magic is because innocently we're all brought up not knowing that again, huge sweeping generalisation because some people are just naturally awake and they know this but most of us don't know it so we believe our experience of life is coming from somewhere completely different so now that I've got over my embarrassment about feeling up another human being and having (laughs) coffee with him um, (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, we're coming to, to, to the end of this podcast, sadly, but I, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've spoken to us about the global network that you're working on and the visual artists. Is there anything else that you're up to at the moment that you want to share?
1: Um, those are the the two main things. So the global network is called When Women Speak. Mm. Um, and so many things could kind of follow on from that, couldn't it? When Women Speak magic happens tell me
0: tell me tell me tell me what's what's (laughs) that about what's that
1: it's it's basically about just that it's it's about holding space for women just to show up as they are in the moment and and speak Mm. so we there's a community of leaders who want to run when women speak groups Mm -hmm. and that's the bit that Nicola and I um a host, along with some some mentors, who are all the mentors are all people who coach this this understanding, and the the leaders that we're supporting, they the groups that they will run could be on any topic. So um, we've got somebody who wants to run a group for musicians. We've got somebody who wants to run um, a group for maternity nurses. Um, so the the content of the group is up to them Mm -hmm. and all you know and and how they figure that out in terms of um what they charge for their membership that's up to them but the golden thread of all of the when women speak groups is that we are pointing people back to their true nature and you know helping well it's not even helping it's just um providing the space for for women to see more of who they are and what they're capable of Mm -hmm. and just by simply Opening their mouths and speaking, just seeing what wants to come out, and mm-hmm. speaking, just going from there. So there's no agenda, there's no, uh, there's no expectation. It's just a beautiful space of being who you are. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's about, really. <laughs> it's
0: lovely. That is really lovely. I look forward to to hearing more about that, and I, and I know that you've asked me to be part of that. So you know, eventually, when you launch, so I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yay. Any any woman who's sharing with other women, in fact, sharing with any other any other soul, but especially women, especially in this day and age, about how to uncover their their real their real true self and be able to speak from that space is, you've got my support absolutely got my support so good luck with that
1: thank you thanks so much for having me join oh, you
0: it's a pleasure sarah now that i know you how to say your name <laughs> 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 sarah all the best with all your projects lots of love enjoy the rest of your day and um, i'm looking forward to seeing where your journey takes you
1: You could be larger
0: than life Bigger than the world Living out the hopes and dreams